Hey everybody, welcome to Take Off Your Pants and Podcast. I'm Ryan, and as you're probably guessing from the unusual start, Mike isn't here. <laughs> uh, Mike's currently uh, on vacation with his dad in Oslo, Norway. He's off dancing with Vikings and riding reindeer or whatever you do in Norway, and I'm sure we'll hear all about it when he's back. But uh, I didn't want to keep y'all take off your pants list, so I went ahead and recorded anyway. On this episode, I'm joined by John Benjamin. He's a Blink-182 fan from Indianapolis. Now that name might not sound familiar, but uh, for you lurkers on the Blink-182 subreddit, you may have seen him. Uh, John was one of the lucky fans to play on stage with Blink during the recent tour. He played Windy Clear with them during the soundtrack and down during the show, and he tells me all about it. Uh, It's pretty awesome. Uh, We also talk about how he got into Blink, uh, about his pop-punk band Chin Up Kid, as well as what it's like to be in a small touring pop-punk band in this current music scene. If you like bands like Newfound Glory or Day to Remember, uh, you should check out his band Chin Up Kid. Uh, They just put out a new album album called Swing With Your Eyes Closed, and we actually end the show with the title track. Uh, It's pretty awesome. (laughs) So yeah, also, if you haven't heard, Mike and I just launched a Patreon, and we just put up the first bonus podcast up there. Uh, It's our pilot zero episode that's never been heard by human ears, and uh, for two bucks, you could hear it. (laughs) Uh, You can check that out at patreon.com slash 182 podcast. This was kind of like a Mark Marin type intro. Um, let's do it. Take your pants off. ago on reddit uh, a video got up uh, upvoted quite a bit from this dude just some, some dude playing windy clear and down with link on stage and uh, oh, was it, it was al- it was always oh, it was always shit okay fuck all right i'll start over <laughs> at least it was the very beginning <laughs> i'll probably just keep all this in a few weeks ago on reddit a video got upvoted uh quite a bit from some dude just playing windy clear and always actually with blink on stage and joining me is that very dude uh his name's john benjamin from indianapolis uh how you doing man hey good how are you guys pretty good yeah sorry mike's not here to join me but uh i just we've been trying to get this to go on i just wanted to make sure we did it i've uh, i've been real busy the last uh, few weeks we just finished a tour yeah, we might as well just talk about that. So you're in a band called Chin Up Kid, um, and you guys just finished touring. Like, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, um, we just put our album out April 28th on Standby Records. It's called Swing With Your Eyes Closed. And uh, we did a headlining tour in the South and the East Coast. And um, all of this started because we had a show in Pensacola May 2nd, and um, they canceled it because who's going to go to a pop punk show when blinks in town you know <laughs> yeah so i mean i i'm not complaining though i mean we all just got tickets and got to do that and then we um went to the sound check and that's where the magic happened yeah so how did how did that work like it's like because i've seen they've been doing that lately it seems like like having people out on the sound check and then even bringing them out during the show like how'd that whole come about so mark asked if anyone had any questions i raised my hand and um 
I like no one else tried to ask anything, but I asked if Carousel was the first Blink song written, why it wasn't on Flyswatter. And he said, just that was a long time ago and he doesn't remember. Um, but then like real quick right after that, I asked if I could play guitar and he said, what song? And I said, any, and he said, do you want to play now or later? And I said, now, and, um, he didn't say anything else. They went through, uh, Eminem's and Anthem part two. And then, um, he was like, where's the kid who wanted to play guitar? And I raised my hand and he asked if I wanted to come play always. And I was like, well, of course. And then I just ran up and, um, First off, I was wearing flip-flops, and that stage was so hard to walk on. The first thing they said was, no flip-flops tonight. And then I was like, wait, tonight? And then um, he said, do you want to play it tonight, too? And I was like, well, hell yeah. And um, yeah. And then um, I said, how about we do Windy Clear right now, and then we'll do Always Tonight. And they were down. I, I wanted to see that song live for a long time, so Ma'am. made that happen. <laughs> So you, so you actually chose, like, just said, let's let's do Windy Clear, and they're like, all right, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So, so is that what they're kind of doing? Just kind of bringing dudes up that are kind of like asking to play. I thought maybe it had something to do with your guys' band or something, like they found you or something like that. Oh um, no, I wish. Um, but <laughs> they, um, I told Mark like when I got up there that um, our show got canceled in Pensacola that night because of their show. And he just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> That's really cool. Like, so you, did you play always at the sound check or just Wendy Clear? Just Wendy Clear. And then the funny thing is, I hadn't played always on guitar in years. So, right after um, the sound check, um, we had our trailer and van parked there. I went out and got my guitar and relearned always. That's cool. The, the, like, what did your, your band think about that? Like, like they were just blown away. <laughs> they, uh, like, on the other hand, I mean, I somehow I just always get so fucking lucky with um, shows and with bands and everything. Like, I've um, also sang on stage with Green Day. And oh, wow. So at this point, it they it's just like, well, of course, what are you going to do next? It was just crazy just pulling out Wendy Clear because I remember seeing that and everyone's just like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, so is that that was uh, Matt's guitar that you're using? Yeah. And I. I um I was interested in the Kemper amps that they use, and I mm -hmm. was just it really blew me away just how good those felt to play through. There's, the tone came out so clean. Wow! Like on stage, it actually sounded because that was one of the things like we've been talking about back and forth. Like you know how much is actually coming through on stage, you know, because it seems like they kind of have a little bit of backing tracks and some points and stuff. But it sounded pretty pretty awesome up there, huh? Yeah, it's it like, sounded really well, and I mean they've also got that coming through their in ears, so it's that wow. it doesn't really matter a whole lot that they actually have them on stage. Yeah. But Matt did have the teleprompter open for always during the sound check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It seems like he's getting better at that and stuff. Yeah. But I guess it's just like, we kind of like listen to these songs a kajillion times. It's like, how could he not know those words? But it's like, Oh, true. I mean, he's like, he didn't write them. So <laughs> that's awesome. So like, did you have any other interactions with them or like, like, well, how are they, I don't know. How were they? Like, did you, or is it kind of just like really quick? They were, they were like just real like chill about it. Like they, um, I know, I just remember seeing Matt's face. Like he just looked shocked for a second when I started just playing the riff of Wendy clear. <laughs> um, but afterwards I, uh, talked to them all for a second. Um, and Travis gave me the sticks and then we kind of planned out how that would go. 
nice. Ed and I, and then um, they had me meet up with their, I believe it's their tour manager's name's Tony, and um, he gave me a set list and told me to come uh, to the side during Dumpweed uh, by the security, and then he brought me all the way around the back to the other side of the stage, and they handed me the guitar, and just nice. went out and did it. And the weird thing is, like, I felt so much more comfortable than I do playing these, like, smaller shows with my band, which is <laughs> weird because there's obviously so many more people. Yeah. Yeah, what was, like, like yeah, well, what did it feel like to do that, to come on on stage and just, like, yeah, you said you were feeling more comfortable. Like, why do you think that is? I don't know. It just, it it didn't feel that weird to me. Like, it, it felt, like, like, fucking awesome obviously but it just it felt kind of normal <laughs> yeah that's cool that, that's that's interesting i bet like if you got to do it again you probably would get like <laughs> yeah because <laughs> that's it's just like wow i'm cloud nine kind of thing i remember green day did used to do that or they still do like would always bring someone on stage and uh blink ne- never really did something like that but it seems like something new that they're just kind of like let's do this i saw once so. in like 2009 I think it was maybe 2011 where a guy um, showed Tom his tattoos and they let him come up and play guitar. But oh, nice. That was just like a one-off thing. <laughs> That's cool. Like, um, when 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 did you actually sing with Green Day on stage? Uh, that was in 2013 in Chicago. Um, I oh, sang right. Longview. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, do you care? Because uh, I'm just curious. Uh, do, can I ask like how old you are? I'm 23. <laughs> 23 okay nobody likes you in 23 yeah because we we're just we're kind of old for it's like i just hit 30 and um mike's like in his late 20s and i was just curious like when did you get on blink and like why are they like such a big part of like you know like why do you like them so much when i was five um my mom's second husband uh was into blink and enema just came out and so I was listening to that album like front to back all the time. And, um, and then I obviously got take off your pants and jacket when it came out and untitled, but I always just like, I mean, most of my life I've listened to them. It's, it's weird. Their five year old was like that in the blank. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've told this story. Like I was way into them, but I would, around that time like 99 2000 i would have been in junior high or so but my brother was probably like i don't know he was probably like seven or something like that and he'd be running around the house singing it would be nice to have a blow job and then like my mom's like what the fuck is that so <laughs> so but that's cool um do you have like i don't know like a like a favorite song if you had to choose like what would you be your favorite blink song uh it's just, I know, I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> Dumpweed, Story of a Lonely Guy, and Asthenia. Oh, cool. Those are, those are good choices, I think. It's all, all some, a lot of Tom stuff in there, heavy Tom. <laughs> yeah, I've, for the most part, I think I've pretty much always been more of a Tom fan, but I mean, I don't, I don't dislike Mark at all or anything. I was actually just listening to Take Off Your Pants and Jacket uh yesterday actually and i was listening to story of a lonely guy and i'm like oh this is sort of like the start of you know tom getting into i don't know the angels and airwaves the kind of things like with like some of the guitar work and stuff like that and then he went like flange to it and Mm -hmm. like i never really i guess i had a bit of while since i've heard that song and then like of course with uh stinia 
is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, he, he, uh, like, it's like he's, he's going for it. So, like, what's your kind of, did you ever get in Angels and Airwaves, or what do you like, um, what Tom's been doing with that? Um, I listen to the leaked songs that we don't need to whisper when that all happened, um, mm-hmm. before the album was out, but I've, like, I followed them the whole way through. I, uh, saw them at Warped in 08, and that was the first time I'd ever gotten to see a member of Blink Live. So that was oh, wow. a big deal for me. And then they played my first punk song, which was just oh, icing yeah. on the cake. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was there too for that. Oh, they would have been in, in the Phoenix Warp Tour, but that's awesome. Yeah, I remember being blown away by that as well. Um, did you, were you into like what was probably one of your favorite albums of theirs? For that? Um, we don't need to whisper. Yeah. That was just, I don't know. It was, I think he still sounded like blink Tom. Then it still felt like it was, it felt like it was a successor um, Mm -hmm. in his music career to untitled. Um, I think so too. Just cause his voice still sounded pretty blinkish. He was still like, there's songs like the war, like that could have been a blink song. Mm hmm. I think it might have actually, like, probably was. <laughs> yeah, I know a few were, like, Distraction was, and I think The Gift. Yeah. But, like, we just kind of did a, well, I guess it's almost a year from now, we did sort of, like, a retrospective review and kind of, like, pictured what albums would be, or what songs would be Blink songs. Yeah, I agree. I, I liked We Don't Need to Whisper quite a bit. And um, I kind of slowly started kind of falling off. But I kind of jumped back when Ian Rubin came into the picture. Well, um, I I never got huge into I Empire. There's a few good songs on it. But mm-hmm. um, I was like really deep into the hype before Love came out. And mm-hmm. I think Love is my second favorite album of theirs. Right. And I, I really like that one. That was, a, that was just a good time for the band. Yeah. What's what's kind of your thoughts on the whole you know Tom Skiba replacement thing? Like how do you, how how do you like handle that? And like what do you, how do you think it's come about? Um, when the first article came out about it, like it was just like a damn, but like I'm not shocked thing. Um, Tom had been kind of weird about it, and for a while, and there hadn't been much coming out. But I mean, I love Blink with Tom. I love Blink with Skiba. Is it's not our decision what is and isn't Blink One Eighty Two. It's theirs. If they say that's Blink One Eighty Two, that's Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, that's an awesome way to put it. Yeah, that's like it's it's kind of the same thing with me. Like I grew up just like idolizing Tom and type of thing, and it's just like uh, you know I got the Strat and all that stuff. But it's like yeah, you're right. Like fool me once, you know, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Whatever the hell that thing is. <laughs> but I wouldn't be opposed to like Tom if he somehow came back and then um i would like for them to keep skiva too in that case because i mean blink would sound great live if they had that extra guitar to beef everything up because one of my biggest complaints about blink live i mean obviously i love seeing them every time but it's not the occasional sloppiness it's um the lack of just dynamic just loudness and bigness of the guitars yeah i've kind of been a all about that too. Like I've been saying kind of like a argument on their show. It's like, it's, uh, 
you know, it's one of the best things about Blink is that it was three dudes on stage, like, you know, making that song. And it kind of has like a sloppy roughness to it. And now they're kind of going for this more dynamic show, you know, with Skiba and all that stuff. And I I wouldn't mind if they had another dude up there that's like kind of doing, you know, playing keys or something and guitar and maybe background vocals and stuff like kind of like how Green Day's been doing for the last like. I don't know, 15 years or whatever it's been. Oh, yeah, and they uh, sound huge live. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the big things people said is when they did the Pop Disaster Tour that, like, Green Day just, like, outperformed Blink, like, every night kind of thing. See, I, like, I, I wish I was quote-unquote old enough to go to shows <laughs> back then. Like, that's just the perfect lineup for me. Those are my two all-time favorite bands, and I couldn't yeah. pick one over the other. They're really equal to me. Yeah, this is kind of the same for me as I missed it, too, because I was like pretty young as well. And so uh, the game also like Jimmy at World played that and they're one of my favorite bands. And like they're actually from uh, my hometown in Arizona. So it's just like they're like they were like the first like band I saw. And so like them all together, it's like it would have been amazing. And I'm like, I'll never live that town that I missed that show. (laughs) So, like, what kind of your, um, like, how'd you think of the, uh, what'd you think of the California and the deluxe album and stuff? Like, the first uh, album without Tom, like, how do you think it came, like, what's what's your thoughts on it? Um, like, when I first heard it, I don't think I, like, it didn't seem too big of a deal to me that Tom wasn't on it. I, I mean, we'd gotten used to it at that point, like, I mean, not getting material but knowing it and um to me i was just excited because i mean i was i had a new blink 182 album and like 10 years ago never would have thought that would have ever happened and then the deluxe i mean i've been listening to that non-stop since it leaked and i'm i'm very stoked on that like it's like it's kind of hitting stuff that you like wanted more of kind of thing yeah like a very unpopular opinion i love fighting the gravity so i yeah. i really like it when they take it weird places dude i i think i'm right there with you i, I remember when like fighting the gravity finally like clicked with me or something i think i might have been like driving stoned or something and like it all of a sudden yeah, I was just, like, every time and then i just blast it and put the subs on and that song is just it hits <laughs> yeah that's cool yeah i thought the same thing like i i was like i like this stuff like like park parking lot seemed like it was like a song that people either loved or hated now i was on the, the side that really loved it but i also like them to try to get like weird with stuff and um that's why the you know the untitled was so good oh so, yeah what's some of the other favorite uh like high points of california um well, on the deluxe, I think uh, "Don't Mean Anything" is fantastic. That is like I know there's a lot of people not liking that because of how like poppy it is, but it's that is just that's what I that's what I would want to hear in 2017 Blink. And I I mean I think they could have put out something like that even with Tom. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. There's a couple songs on there that I'm like Tom could have be singing this kind of thing, but. We I we but probably we wouldn't have all these this new Blink music if Tom was in there and maybe not maybe we would. I think we I would have know. had something by 2016. Like, what do you what, what would you say you, where you want Blink to go from here or like I don't know if they're gonna the perfect world. Like, what would be like some of the best Blink music type of thing? If they had Tom come back and work with Skiba, having Skiba have that 
new element into like old Blink-182, that would be that would be sick. I think it would be, too. It'd be weird. I know Tom, like well, the whole reason this whole thing seemed like it kind of fell apart is, you know, Tom didn't necessarily get to do what he wanted to do or wanted to do things his own way. So I think it would be tough. But I don't know. Maybe it would it would be pretty fucking interesting. It'd be like a super group. I feel like he could like I, I feel like Skiba with the three of them could um, like do something like on the vein of Untitled. Yeah, I, I'm kind of you're right. Like there's some there's some cool stuff on there. Like I like fucking the gravity. And so you like stuff like uh, Bottom of the Ocean and stuff like that on there. That like it's just got such a like eerie and dark vibe to it, and that one like to me that seems like a part two to Los Angeles. I was gonna t- talk about a little bit about uh, Chin Up Kid, your band. So uh, you're like the lead guitarist, but do you also sing in the group too? I do um, the screaming vocals when we oh, have nice. them on the rare occasion. Yeah, it kind of sounds like you guys have sort of like a day to remember, newfound glory show sort of vibe kind of thing. Yeah. Like how long have you guys been doing that and stuff? Your, your band. I joined last July. Um, oh wow! They've been a band um, since 2013. They we uh, like I joined and then we started writing um, the single yesterday, which ended up being the closing track on the record. We had just that track out, and then we started talking to Standby. Things started moving, and then we signed, and then had like two months to finish an album. <laughs> That's pretty quick. But sometimes like having those like limits like helps with creativity in my case, I feel like. And including in that time we had to find a new vocalist, which we got very lucky to find um, someone who we are really happy to have. We had like a hundred submissions or so and or so and um, we picked him. He's from Massachusetts. So he flies to um, Indianapolis to uh, record and then um, for shows and all that yeah so how is it like these days like touring in like a pop punk group like that like what's like the scene like these days uh a lot of areas the music scene is very divided um people are very clicky yeah it's something needs to be done to bring it together and not just i don't know it's in a really bad place right now in a lot of places Kind of seemed because uh, I'm we're we're both live in Portland right now, but uh, I'm originally from Phoenix, and there's like two sides I felt like with like kind of you know I would say like punk music or garage and stuff like they kind of had like the do it yourself kind of rough around the edges like indie guys, and then you had sort of like kind of more like the, the polished sort of pop punk thing where they do you know the banners and they have like all this stuff kind of thing and they never seem to like mesh together i don't know why what's the deal with that well first off like the different genres and areas of the scene they there's so much turmoil in between just those like that needs to be fixed before like then then they need to work on getting along with the different clicks in the like sub genres and all of that it's just i could see that being because uh like my brothers um they're like in a band that plays every once in a while and they kind of you know gained kind of quite a bit of a following kind of thing but you're right there's like certain clicks of that like only work with certain people and stuff and it's just like why this should it it's almost like you should all be sort of trying to accomplish the same goal i think but it's just it seems counterproductive to what the quote-unquote music scenes everywhere claim to 
be. It's supposed to be a place to be accepted and to, you know, be equal with each other and fair. And that's just not the case a lot of times. Yeah, it's yeah. Hopefully, it changes, kind of thing. I think I don't know. Maybe it's something to do with I don't know the internet and things getting so much more uh, classified into subgenres and stuff. And that's not just like the rock and roll. <laughs> that's cool. Like, so did you guys like um, while you were touring, like tour with any cool stuff bands or like discover any kind of co- cool other bands or anything like that? Uh, we played with so many good ones. Um, one that I've been listening to a lot lately is called a uh, top tier. They're from, um, I believe around Margate, Florida. And nice. those dudes are grinding. I'm, I'm excited to see where they go. Just uh, the other day, we got word that um, that we that we got our uh, sales back from the tour, and we uh, charted number 121 on the Billboard New Artist chart. Oh wow! Well, congrats, man. <laughs> that that just was that blew my fucking mind. That just seems so yeah unrealistic. And that reminds me of like I don't know. Whenever I hear like Billboard charts, I think of that movie That Thing You Do. I haven't seen, seen that. Seen that? <laughs> it's like a Tom Hanks movie that came out like in the nineties. It's you should check it out. <laughs> oh hell yeah. We'll be on tour in September again, I believe. We'll go out okay. west and um Okay. Oh, we're um the dates aren't like it hasn't been started being booked yet, but on the itinerary, uh we do have Portland on there. Oh, cool. I'll have to like keep an eye out on that or keep let keep us in the know kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because we'll definitely have to. That'd be cool to meet it in person. <laughs> yeah, we're this whole thing is just kind of like it, it's surprising uh, doing this podcast how far it's reached, and we've talked to people in like Australia and in Europe and stuff, and it's just like we didn't really expect that, and so it's just kind of cool to kind of get to know some other Blink fans around the world. Oh yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm stoked for you guys with the popularity it's been getting. Yeah, it's fun. Well, cool, man. Well, I think this is cool. Do you want to um, uh, send us a track to to end the show with, kind of thing of uh, Chin Up Kid? Yeah, I'll send you. Um, I'll send you the title track of the album. Cool. Yeah, we'll we'll end the show with that. Right on. Thank you. No, no problem. Well, thanks again for uh, hanging out. I mean, uh, we'll definitely have to keep in touch and do this again sometime. Yeah, definitely. I'm. I'd definitely be down to do it again. Cool. Yeah, well, um, we usually end the show with me closing saying, uh, put your pants back on. Uh, Do you want to do the honors for us? Yeah. Just whenever? Yeah, whenever you're ready. Put your pants back on.
Choices. Please.